Welcome to Wielding Legacy. My name is Laura Payne Stanley, and this is your weekly audio insight because the key to unlocking your future lies in legacies. As I said, this is an audio insight, and it's one for high achievers, for visionaries, for empire builders, and for power couples. You see, I know that you are here, already creating an impact in your industry. You are here building a legacy for you and your family. And it drives you. It occupies your mind. But through my work as a trusted advisor to extraordinary entrepreneurs, I know you aren't yet reaching your greatest potential in your business, your performance, and in your relationships. Now, I'm known with my clients. I am one of their loudest cheerleaders, believing in them often before they do. And yet, you can't enroll me in your legacy-limiting story. I'm your biggest empowering challenger as well as you create your ultimate legacy. So this audio insight is called Wielding Legacy because, as I said, the key to unlocking your future lies in legacies. Welcome to Wielding Legacy and the episode that I'm calling the Pivot Panic. Now, pivot could be substituted for any word. If you don't like that word, you could call decision, you could call it evolution, You can call it changing my mind, call it whatever you want. In essence, what we're talking about today is what happens when you've made a decision or you've pivoted or you've changed, and there can be this panic that sets in. Now, the pivot pivot or the change that we're talking about, that can be your decision or it could be someone else's decision. And I know I experienced this. So two months before I was married, to my current husband, <laughs> to my only husband, actually, I should say, for two, two months before I was married, I was made redundant from my role. And I didn't see it coming. I wasn't aware of it. My boss at the time was actually coming to the wedding. So this was not something that was even on my radar. So two months before the wedding day, I held my head up, managed to get out of that office, did a very British thing, stick, stiff upper lip, uh, drove to a lay by and bawled my eyes out. And then phoned my fiance at the time, now husband, who was on, she on a stag do and just told him that I'd been made redundant. And it was like, you know, it was great. It was like, it's all going to be fine. Um, and he was flying back later that day anyway. So it was, it was decided. I just thought it's two months before the wedding day. So much to do with wedding planning. This is not a pivot that I was planning for, but you know what? It's fine. Just, Just leave it be. And when you get back from honeymoon, then I'll start looking for a job. So it was a pivot. It was a change that wasn't my choice. That was kind of, you know, put it to the back of mind. You can't see it. Think about it after the wedding. So much going on. Fine. One month after I'd been made redundant, my fiance at the time walked back in. And I went like, what are you doing here? It was a strange time because it was during the day. And the company that he worked for went into administration. So there we are, one month out from the wedding now, owned a house, had cars, had a lifestyle to pay for, and we didn't have a job between the two of us. And not only did we have a job, we had no side hustle, we had no income revenue generation at all, at all, not one pound sterling. We had any provision coming into, because I was being made redundant, and his company had gone into administration. So there was that wasn't money that was coming because obviously once you go into administration, there's a whole shenanigans that goes on why the creditors are sorting everything out. 
And we were having a large wedding. We were having a large Abbey wedding for 150 people. So we just went ahead and just put it to the back of our minds. But whilst I'm saying this, by the way, fully aware that we had a life that no one was paying for right now. So it's fine. You know, we had all these outward things of success. It'll be fine. And we went ahead with the wedding and we went ahead with the honeymoon. And the honeymoon we had planned was the a great, amazing honeymoon to the US. And it was planned with, with two professionals who were earning a lot of money. Obviously, that's not who actually landed on honeymoon. We ended up being two out-of-work professionals not earning any money. So we'd booked very nice hotels. We were staying in these very nice hotels, but we couldn't afford really to eat anymore or to drinking them because they were very nice hotels. And there was one hotel we were in down in Key West, beautiful hotel. And we went to a store to buy some wine and some beer. And we had to brown bag it in a holiday bag. And it's making me smile right now because we were trying to walk through the lobby of this very posh hotel with these drinks clinking in (laughs) brown bags in like a beach bag that we had. Trying to pretend we weren't doing what we were doing. And we went up to our room, a very nice room, sat there and watched the sunset over Sunset Key in Key West. It was very nice, beautiful. And I remember making the decision. So it hadn't been my decision to be made redundant. It wasn't my fiance, then husband's decision to have his company that he worked for, not his, he didn't own it, but a company he worked for going to administration. That wasn't our choice. That wasn't our decision to pivot. But I remember sat there on Key West, um, the balcony going, no, I don't, I'm, I don't want to go back to corporate life. I want to set up a business. And I, I vividly remember making that decision. But there's one thing, isn't there? And I know you know this, friend. There's one thing in making any decision. And there's another thing that happens next, which is what this episode is all around. What happens once you've made a decision? Because that, in essence, can be the easy part. The harder part is the next things in the follow through. So what happens next? We panic. Hence the title of this episode. We made a decision. And we can then panic because once we've made that decision, how do we bring it to reality? Now, one of the first things we do is we look for evidence for your decision to be a really great decision. So in my case, I was looking for evidence that actually quitting a corporate role and setting up a business was a great thing to do. And you might be doing that too with your decision, your pivot. What's going on in your mind right now? You are looking for evidence that this is a great decision. Now, for me, all those years ago, uh, I didn't have any. (laughs) I am not from an entrepreneurial family. We didn't have any friends at the time who ran their own business. So I went to my nearest and dearest and found no evidence for this being a great decision at all. None. I couldn't find one person that I personally knew who not only had a business, but had a successful business that I was looking for. None. Okay, great. You know, big cross on that box. So I was still panicking. I hadn't alleviated my panic at all. I just increased it because there was no evidence that this was a good decision to make. Then another thing that we do, we use our head brain. So we have three brains, head, heart, and stomach. And our head brain is often the way we use to make decisions. I tried to logic my way out of this. So I had lists, you know, with lines down the middle friend going, why this was a great decision, why this was a really bad decision. And that's what we do. 
And that's what you may do too, is you try and logic your way through a decision. Now, why can that be the wrong thing to do? Well, because our big old head brains, they are wonderful, they are great, but they process information in a certain way. When we come to our heart and our stomach brain, and specifically our stomach brain, which is our enteric brain, which by the way, has more neurons than a cat. So if you're with me right now and you're thinking, I'm not sure I believe in all these other brains here, Laura, your stomach has more neurons than a cat. Your stomach is more intelligent than a cat. And I love, I'm a cat person, so I love cats. What does that mean? That means actually sometimes when we have that gut feeling, it's actually one of your brains trying to talk to you, but you don't know how to listen to it or you don't know how to interpret it. So we can then panic if we don't listen to that brain. And if I'd stuck in my head brain, my head brain was telling me this was an atrocious decision to make. This was not a good decision. When I'd done my list, there was not that many things on the tick side. You know, this was not a good decision to make. But my stomach brain, that was telling me intuitively gut instinct that this was a great move for me. And that's what the, th th the next thing you need to do after uh, you've made the decision is connect with your intuition. Your intuition knows things that you can't even articulate. Your intuition often knows things before you can actually process it in your big old head brain. But we can drown out our intuition because of the panic. Now, one thing that happens around the word panic is, as I've said this, it's very hard to say the word panic in a very slow, calm way. So I did not panic. You all have to go to say panic, right? What happens with that word? Even if I said it a couple of times, I'm kind of testing you now, her friend. When I've said it a couple of times, there's probably a part of you that clenches, whether it's your hands or your stomach or something, because that word, panic, it is telling you not just something's not okay in the world, but there is a reason to get into fight, flight, or freeze mode. Something is going wrong. You are not safe. That's what the word panic means. Now, how often with your decision that you are making or with your pivot that you are thinking of, are you thinking about it in terms of not being safe rather than, huh, does this feel like an adventure for me? How would this future plan out? And your body will react differently. So whilst I've called this episode pivot panic, choose a different word. Choose something for you that makes this decision, this pivot feel like an option. So we are not engaging our reptilian response system because you will act differently. As soon as adrenaline is in your body, you are just thinking differently because it's trying to think how to keep you safe. And safety, by the way, is a very short-term requirement. Your brain is not trying to keep you safe for the next 20 years. It's trying to keep you safe for the next five minutes. If that one minute, what's going on? So it's so important to think of these things calmly. And a question I get often asked by my clients, especially when they are looking to do a pivot that when in their big old head brain doesn't make sense, but they feel like it's a really good move for them. Is how do you know if the pivot is being led by fear or by intuition? Ooh, can you feel that one land? I know I can feel that one land. Is the pivot you are thinking of, is it led by fear or by intuition. By the way, fear is a great acronym, false evidence appearing real. So have you ever made a decision based on fear, false evidence appearing real? Have you? Have you made a decision based purely on fear? 
And what did that feel like to you? What was your body doing at the time? Have you made a decision based on intuition? And what did that feel like? And actually, I might, I'm going to take back that question. Yeah, I'm going to ask you a different question. What question I'm going to ask you is, think of a time when you did not follow your intuition on something. So is there a time that your intuition told you something? And this could be like whether it's taking on a client that you felt like, do you know what? I'm not sure this person's in alignment for me. I'm not sure we're on the same page. I think they might be a nightmare client, whatever it might be. Is there a time that your intuition told you something and you went, no, I'm going to override it with my head brain. So you intuitively knew maybe a client wasn't in alignment for you, but your head brain said, take the money, get the client on board. And you went over and above your intuition. Had that work out for you? Or is any of those social dates that you said yes to when your intuition was screaming at you? No, don't go to that. How was it for you? Something else that's really important to know about decisions and pivots led by fear or intuition. It actually is quite easy to articulate fear. I'm scared, I'm terrified, I'm fearful, I'm whatever else it might be. You you have a whole variety of language to keep yourself stuck, to keep yourself where you are, okay? Now try and articulate intuition. Now try and articulate, imagine being at school right now and saying, uh, my intuition told me that this was a great thing to do or a great subject to take. Not a logical subject, a great subject to take. Imagine having that conversation with a teacher. But I can imagine in my, my time, it would not have gone down well. And actually, for me, it wasn't, it was, it didn't, I had this very experience. It didn't go down well. When I was doing my GCSEs, I intuitively wanted to do something else. And I actually got pulled in to the head of year's office with my parents to tell me why this was such a bad idea. And it didn't make any sense for me to do it. That was a real life experience. Many people have similar experiences when you've tried to express your intuition for it to be overridden because we don't know how to articulate it. Because if we often says, say, and I know you might have felt this too, it just feels like the best thing to do for me. And that can be really awkward for someone to listen to because it's like, what do I do with that information? So no, when you are pivoting, when you are making a decision, it's okay to just know, to just be able to listen to your intuition. Another kind of concept I want to bring to your attention today is do you need to pivot or do you need to pause? So another option, rather than doing a full-on pivot, so stopping something completely, making a decision, because often when we pivot, we stop something to start something new. So is there an option to pause? Are you doing something in your business right now? It might well be a revenue stream or a service or a price point that actually you're not sure you want to completely pivot away from, but can you just pause it for a little while? Try it on, see how it feels to you. And it's what I did. Here's a little bit of the story I haven't told you yet. So whilst on honeymoon, I decided I wanted to pivot into entrepreneurship. When I actually got back home, I was 28, again, had a very successful life that needed paying for, wasn't off in any means. And I had to put a pause on going full-time and setting up a business because I needed money, I needed cash. So I took work and I decided to grow my first business organically and it started off as a side hustle. 
So I could have decided to pivot completely away. And actually, I could have decided to pivot completely and gone and got a corporate job. But my pause was, I'm going to do it at a different rate than maybe other people thought. And by the way, taking work. And I'm, I'm never going to hide anything from you because I think there's too much of that in this world. And we've got to kind of just say what it is to build up successful businesses. When I talk about taking work, at one point, I got up, up at 5 a.m. in the morning to do a cleaning job, to then go to work, to then come home and work on my business. So I had money for life. I had money because I was no capital investment. Obviously, I hadn't planned to be made redundant at all. And there'd been a lot of expenses with the wedding. So that was my that was my blend for a while in order that I could pause going full time, but still do a pivot. So your decision you are making right now, do you need to pivot 100% away from whatever it is that you're considering? Or can you put it on pause for a short time? Again, if it's a service or a revenue stream or a side hustle, is there a pause that you can do? Is there somebody you can talk to about, should I pause or should I pivot? And I want to tackle something that I know is going to come up because I know it always does when we talk about pausing or pivoting. And I know it definitely it came up for me is why you may be hearing when you've decided to pivot or you've decided to do a pause or whatever it might be, that you may find someone is giving you unsolicited opinions about whether you should pause or pivot or keep going. So that's something that can happen. And do you know what? If you especially get unsolicited opinions, it's very different from you saying to someone that you love, you care, or you admire, what do you think of doing this? I'm talking about when someone gives their opinion without you inviting it. It's because it says more about them than you. Because actually that pivot that you are considering they are wondering, they are trying on. If that person does that, what does that say about my life? That's what they're considering. How, how I mean, that feels such a big question, but that is what ha is happening. Now, never forget, we can always set boundaries. So you can always say, I love, I respect you, but I'm not asking for your opinion right now. And that's your choice of setting a boundary. I know I had this when I actually closed and pivoted away from one of my successful online membership clubs that I ran, Elevate You. You know, I had people saying to me, peers, colleagues, people I uh, completely respect, you're completely crazy to be stopping this. When it's successful, people like it, it's having an impact on people and it's making money. But my intuition said that that was a chapter that was ready and it should be closed. Now, if you don't, haven't done the lessons from pivoting and panicking so if you haven't gone through then this is and I'm going to give you a list I want to make sure you're going through them if you are considering doing a pivot right now if there's a decision that you are considering think about it is it a decision based on intuition or is it based on fear and be really honest with yourself have you actually looked at do you want to pause or do you want to pivot Are you panicking right now from the decision that you've just made? And if so, are you withdrawing completely from the decision because it's too big, because you're reacting like you're not safe if you make the decision? And really get centered. Do the regular practices, journal, meditation. 
If you're not into meditation, use a guided meditation. If you're not into meditation as well, go for something like a walk, a rhythmic walk, a cycle or a swim. All of those actions can help with some kind of meditation. Square breathing is another one that's great. I actually quite like jogging sometimes to instill the same thing about meditation. Because if you're running at a very constant speed on a treadmill, it can have the same kind of semi-hypnotic effect, which can open up the mind to meditation. I'm finishing today's episode with a truth bomb, clanger, drop the mic kind of situation here. When you are considering doing a pivot, when you have a big decision to make, there is always someone that is there waiting for you to make the wrong decision because it actually makes them feel safe when you stop changing and when you stop growing and when you stop pivoting. Can you feel that? Isn't that's oof, that's big, isn't it? And I told you I'm ending with a heavy truth today. And it's one to be aware of because you can't control others and you can't convince someone that your pivot or your decision is great for you. You can't convince them of that if they don't want to see it. All you can do is pivot and evolve and change throughout life because that is what we are meant to do. So thank you for listening today. And I hope you found this topic very interesting. If you know of someone who would benefit from listening to Wielding Legacy, then send them over to laurapainstanley.com to go and sign up. When you're ready to explore your legacy, your success, and your impact on the world, there are two ways that you can currently start to work with me. One is be boosted. Boost you, boost your business, and boost your profits. This is a virtual event to take your professional service business and life to the next level. Join me for a six-day online immersive business retreat in November where you will leave with your business and you boosted. Or come and join me for a one-to-one experience like no other in my immersion day experience. This is a powerful day that is created specifically for you that combines coaching, hypnotherapy, and other releasing techniques to enable you to move to the next level. They involve taking you away from the normal life for you to elevate. And past immersive experiences have included New York, Mallorca, Ibiza, Scotland, Geneva, and upcoming for later this year, uh, London, COVID, and Toronto, all being COVID specific, or they can be done remotely.